Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Thanks for joining us, ladies. Um, The episode that you're about to hear is with my dear friend, Christy Baca. She is an author and um, speaker um, based in in Grayson County, Sherman, Texas. I've known her for about 12 years, and um, she has a lot to say about the topic of of sex, about the topic of sex education specifically. And and we are really having kind of three conversations, and we're going to have another episode that's going to bring in another facet of this. So um, in this series, depending on how it runs, you're going to be hearing about why and how you should talk to your kids about sex. Um, If you do not lead the narrative of the sex conversation, uh, the world is going to do that. And so we want to empower you with truth and with knowledge and the Word to be able to go in as a caregiver and have those crucial, authentic conversations with your kids. Um, Christy and I are also going to be talking about moving past the shame, the fear, and the guilt um, that that may play a role in you not wanting to do that if your life um, has been one marked by trial and error, or in your mind, maybe you you've just perceived failure in that area. We want to minister to any shame that you are carrying. And then um, I've got another friend coming on that's going to be doing an episode basically on bringing sexy back, what it means to be a Christian woman um, with... um, and be sexy in the context of marriage. And that's going to be a fun episode. So we're going to go full circle with this, why you should talk to your kids um, about waiting for God's design for sex, uh, moving past sin and shame and guilt that may keep you from wanting to have that conversation. And then really making sure that you're, if you're a, a married person um, or, or a caregiver, that that you are um living your best life in in that way. And so I'm going to start off right now straight in the Word. I'm going to Isaiah 54, and this is Old Testament when God is speaking to His nation, Israel. And uh, for those of us that are on this side of the cross, we can can see a picture of ourselves in this scripture, and we can know the God who speaks these words to His beloved is the God who calls me His beloved today, and um, and I think this is beautiful. So I'm going to read this passage. This is after uh, this nation has, in the process of when they've been through a pretty bad time. Um, they have done some things um, that have allowed them to be in a situation of oppression, uh, of exile, um, uh, and and transition, really. Um, the best way to say it is that maybe they are in a place that God didn't intend for them to be. Uh, they ended up there, and He is telling them part of His plan of redemption about how He is going to bring them back into the fold. And I want you to think about yourself as I read this passage in Isaiah 54. It says, Shout for joy, O barren one, she who has not given birth. Break forth into joyful shouting and rejoice. She has not gone into labor. For the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons 
of the married one. Enlarge the side of your tent and make room for more. Ladies, I want you to really hear that. Enlarge the sides of your tent to make room for more. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings and do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes and make your pegs or your stakes firm in the ground for you will spread out to the right and to the left and your descendants will take possession of nations and you will inhabit deserted cities. Listen, do not fear. You will not be put to shame and do not feel humiliated or ashamed for you will not be disgraced for you will forget the shame of your youth. You will no longer remember disgrace of widowhood, for your husband is your maker. The Lord of hosts is his name, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, who is called the God of the whole earth. So just to summarize this before we move forward, God is telling this nation, hey, things, he's speaking to this nation as it were a a woman in, in this genre of writing. And he is saying, although... It feels like there are some barren parts of your history and of your existence that really make you feel like there's no need for you to live a larger life. There's no need for you to bring more people under the covering of the tent that is your life. There's no capacity for that. He's saying, even though that hasn't been, we're going to move forward because I'm going to take away your shame. I'm going to take away your reproach, and I'm ready for you to live in a way that you thought was not possible. So even if there's disgrace, even if there's shame, I pick you as your husband. I pick you. I choose you. You will not dwell in shame from from your youth in in times um, in in shame that arises from things that were in the past. So I just want you ladies to hold on firm to that. Go soak that in. If you are struggling with shame, if you need to be reminded of redemption, that God is calling you to do something that maybe you thought wasn't possible for you to do in your life. And it's because He chooses you. He chooses you. And then last but not least, I just want to mention two more verses, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, that God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient for you. It Just like the natural flow of water, I've heard it say this way, water flows downward. When there are areas of our life where we feel so humbled, so humiliated, that we feel, ba- we feel like kind of bowed low to the ground, you know what? That's the greatest capacity for grace like water to just flow and come over the top of us. And it is in the grace um, of God that we experience, the power of God that is made perfect in His weakness. So um, I just I just want to say that if you're thinking about this issue of talking to your kids about sex and you're feeling shame and you're feeling humiliation, turn it over to the Lord and let the power of His grace come upon you. And last but not least, Ephesians 1.18. I am praying for you as Christy and I continue this conversation that the eyes of your heart might be opened, that you would know the riches of His inheritance to which He has called you. And, and, and I, when you think about that riches of His inheritance, I just want you to remember there is something God has for you to receive. There's something God has for you to receive, but our eyes, the eyes of our heart have to be open to that. And so maybe that is receiving the revelation that He wants to redeem every single tear that you have shed, um, either because of a choice you made or 
because of a choice someone made that you had no part of. I also want to acknowledge there, I know that we have listeners that are victims of um, sexual abuse uh, where someone else made a choice that has impacted how they view this conversation about sex, their authority to share with their kids. Let the Lord open the eyes of enlightenment in your heart that you may know you are called to the glorious riches of His power of his inheritance. His grace will come upon you. Your shame from your days of youth will be no more in Jesus' name. So Christy, we're going to go right into it. Let's talk about uh, the redemption of God and moving past how shame, fear, and guilt play a a handicapping role in women, uh, specifically because we're a women's ministry, having the freedom to pursue truth in this area. Thank you, Paige. And I, I'm so grateful and honored to have the opportunity to share um, with so many women God's freedom in um, and grace in overcoming shame and guilt. And what I want to preface this um, with is saying that um, faith can be as equally contagious as fear if you let it be. And I'm going to say that again because it's a lot, but faith can be equally contagious as fear, if you let it be. And I see more and more often moms and women um, allowing the lie of fear, keeping them from moving forward in certain things in their life, whether it be with their children or their marriage or friendships. Um, We cannot let the lie of fear keep us from moving forward in the strength of God through faith. And that's where I want to start us with. But I want to encourage you as moms that... um, First, I want to dispel this this myth that authors, when they write books, just because I want to speak to this, have it all together, and we're we're just amazing. And people look at authors and they see them on the back of a book, and they might see an author speaking an event. And I want you women to know, writing this book was um, a journey for me, and it was it was a a journey God had me on in my own story of overcoming shame and fear and guilt in my own journey of parenting. So the words I'm going to share with you from from the afterword of my book, Saying Yes to Saying No, are words that God gave me in the journey of writing these words for you. They weren't something I had already scripted out and that I just extracted from a journal. They were words He gave me in the process of ministering to the parents who who picked this up and walked through their own uh, journey of of shame or guilt or walked their own children through maybe a a previous sexual relationship to choosing um, abstinence and purity for marriage after that. So I'm going to begin by just sharing that there are some passages I've been clinging to in my own journey of parenting. And as a tool for you, I've included them in the back of my book. And I'm going to go through some of them because um, they're in bold. And my editor was so smart to do that because it just, um, it just, amplifies the fact that God's word wins, okay? So first of all, in James 1, 5, we read that if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. And in this particular section, I ask you as parents to write down, what do you need wisdom for? I need wisdom for, it, it may be about a child, it may be about your own shame, whatever it is, ask him for that wisdom. Then move through to Colossians 2, 4, and 5, where it says, I tell you this, so that no one may deceive you by the fine-sounding arguments. And those arguments, moms, are going to come from your head, from your past, from the world, from people who may have um, who may have compromised boundaries that you should have had protected, um, but don't let those lies deceive you. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how orderly you are. 
and how firm your faith in Christ is. Again, I want to go back to what I said about faith, how it can be just as contagious as fear. So remember that. In Psalms 57.2, we read, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Moms and women understand he wants to hear from us. God is waiting for us to cry out to him because he is our ultimate um, strength in times of, of need, especially when it comes to overcoming guilt and shame. And in Philippians 4, 6, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. And on that premise of thankfulness, women, when we are wrapped up in praise, we are um, letting the things that bring negativity and fear and doubt and shame fade away from us. So when we anchor ourselves in praise, um, we're allowing those things that Satan wants to remind us of to fall away. So anchor yourself in praise and thankfulness. Um, in Psalm 78, 5 and 8, For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. So the next generation might know them. And women, the next generation are your children, your sons and your daughters, and even the children not yet born. Um, moms, you're going to have grandchildren one day and that it's still your responsibility to share these messages. And they, in turn, will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. Um, women, I want to remind you that even in our own rebellious state, before we knew Christ as our Redeemer, um, God has the power of redemption, and this psalm speaks to that. Um, moving on, cast all your anxiety on him. That's in 1 Peter 5, 7. And um, just, just something that I want to encourage all of you with, um, I'm going to share personally that my favorite uh, scripture in all of this, besides the one in James 1, 5 about seeking wisdom, is 1 Chronicles 16, 11 through 12. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he has pronounced. Um, I find great strength in that because he reminds me to look to him for strength. And so often I go to myself for, um, you know, strength in overcoming shame. Well, I can just drink another Diet Coke or I can go eat another donut and it'll just fill my emotions. Well, no, that's not going to work. Or I can maybe swim, you know, another mile and that'll just help me forget all my shame and fear. No, Ladies, we have the word of Christ to stand on, and he reminds us here to look to his strength, not the strength of any uh, mortal thing that that's going to be temporary. Um, also, in Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Again, when we trust in the Lord, we're going to be steadfast in him, and he's going to keep us in peace. Now, I want to move on towards um, a conversation that maybe some of you may find yourselves in. So what if you have past sexual sin? Or what if you have a son or daughter who's, who's acting out in sexual sin? Or they may come to you and say, I have found myself in this sinful uh, relationship. Well, um, we go to the cross and we pray with our children and we remind them that Christ's blood um, shed for us is greater than the sin that we are committing. And starting with Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, um, guiding you through the process of renewing your son or daughter's relationship with the Lord, or maybe you need to go through this process yourself before you um, have the conversation about sexual um, 
relations with your own children. Never will I forsake you. Never will I will I leave you. So we so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Whether it's yourself dealing with um, shame or guilt of past sexual relations and you're you're struggling with moving towards having that conversation with them or your own children, we have the confidence and the promise in the Lord that He is our helper. Um, moving into 2 Thessalonians 3.16, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. So as you're moving through this conversation with your children, remember this, the Lord is there to give you peace. Cast all your anxieties on him. And then moving towards... Um, Regaining strength and renewal. If you're if you're feeling like you're growing weary, um, or maybe your kids are like, I'm done, I don't want to hear any more from you, go to the Lord and be reminded that the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble, and he cares for those who trust in him. So maybe you've started the conversation about your own sin with your son or daughter, and it's brought about some tension in your relationship. Maybe you need to lay that conversation down for a time being and come back to it. But Always seek the Lord in your time of laying conversations down. Um, give thanks to the Lord of lords for his steadfast love endures forever. And that's Psalm 136.3. And so I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I shall lift up my hands. Psalm 63.4. Now, I feel like this is a really long process and I'm doing a lot of talking, but I feel like it's so important that you hear the scriptures, you hear the reference of the scriptures, so you can go back to the scriptures in your own journey um, and understand that all of these scriptures are important, even though to some it may seem laborious. They may, this may be the very first time you've ever gone to God for redemption through shame and fear, and that's okay. Um, go at your own pace and let the Holy Spirit guide you to the next thing as He's working um, His works in your own heart. Um Looking at the concept of redemption in Ephesians 1, 7 through 10, in him we have redemption through his blood. Your sexual sin prior to your marriage or maybe within your marriage, your son or daughter's sexual sin is covered in this promise. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. Then moving on into Romans um, 8, 1 through 4, there is therefore no now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. I want to back up a minute because I think I forgot to remind us that in the process of redemption and walking through shame and guilt, um, it is our responsibility as daughters of Christ to um, repent of our sin, and then we get to take up the gift of redemption. So repent of your sin. And you know what? That doesn't have to be in the company of anybody except for you and Christ. You and your journal, your Bible and the Lord, um, you can take that repentance of your sin to Him and um, move through this process of receiving His redemption and grace. Yes. The 
with him. And so we, you have to shift it at some point um, from, from, from just a state of being sorry because Jesus wants fellowship with you and he gave you wholeness. And so I want to say three things to complement what Chrissy has said. Um, forgive yourself. Christ has forgiven you. You need to forgive yourself um, or even maybe an offender. Or I know from facilitating Hearts at Rest that we always say to people, what is something that has broken your heart in your lifetime? And there are many young relationships where hearts were truly shattered. And, it, you know, um, someone thought they would spend their life with someone forever. Or there was a first a first marriage that... that failed, you know, um, and then things just didn't work out. Um, the process of forgiveness of yourself and of others is has to come next after you walk in that revelation that God has forgiven you. And so um, that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing that I want to say is that if you have a child that shares with you that they maybe have done things that you did not know about yet, do not make it their identity. This conversation is not their identity. Their mistakes are not their identity. Uh, um, as Christy shared some, some scriptures saying the same thing, the best thing you can do is to reinforce that Jesus Christ is their identity. And the same for you. Jesus Christ is your identity. He is your identity. Um, if you find, um, well, it really doesn't matter actually where your child is in this scenario um, but I just do want you to think back. What do you wish someone would have told you on the good days and the bad days? What do you wish someone would have told you if you're grappling with the shame from a decision? What do you wish someone would have told you before you made that decision? And then what do you wish someone would have told you after you made it? And whatever those things are, that is a great place to start authentic connection with your your kids in a, in a conversation um, uh, about this. And one final thing I, I remembered, and just another great verse that God uh, washes you white as snow, I, Isaiah 1, 18. If you need to commit a simple one to memory, that's a good one. But um, you can't see Jessie, you know, from listening to us, she's always sitting here with us in the podcast running the tech side of things, but she's a master gardener, if you didn't know that. And um, I'm just thinking about when we talk about truth, the word describes seed as truth. Truth is like seed. Seed is like truth. And um, when you plant matters. When you plant a seed, it matters seasonally. Jesse is getting ready to plant a cut flower bed as a missional opportunity within our house. So when you plant matters, um, Jessie would not plant her flower bed that she's planting in um, the month of November um, because it just doesn't work that way for what's trying to be grown. So when Christy is talking and guiding you through asking the Lord for wisdom, I want to take that a step further and ask the Lord in this conversation, when do I plant this truth? When is the best time, Lord, for this this to be sown in conversation to the heart of my child. Um, I wrote down that not only when you plant does it matter, but where you plant matters. I would just 
uh, even be a safe haven uh, for sharing that truth beyond just your child. If your child has kids that are in your house and and you feel like their parents are okay with you talking openly to them about things, be a safe haven of planting truth, um, not just in the heart of your child, but in the hearts of others, if you have that favor favor with, with a parent. So those were just some things I wanted to mention real quick, Christy, as we're just continuing to talk about this process of walking out your redemption, walking out um, the revelation of your forgiveness with the Lord, and in walking that out with a child if you, if you need to. Um, so uh, we're going to wrap this up with a few final final thoughts. Um, and if you need more resource on anything that Christy's talking about specific to the subject conversation of, of, um, of sex and talking to your kids about it or uh, of moving past um, shame and guilt and, and fear, we have so many resources here available through Entourage Ministry. So reach out to us on our Facebook page um, or our website, and we are happy to equip you. If you're like, I need just a little more uh, watering of truth of the seed that's been sown today in my life. So Christy, would you bring kind of the, what what are the elements that we're missing in this combo that are the essentials um, that, that our ladies have to have before we conclude? Well, I want to, I want to, Add in addition to what Paige was talking about with um, planting the seed at the right time and watering it, that um, she's so, so good to remind us that we are not defined by our sin. And one thing we can do in the lives of our children in them walking out the redemption and grace of Christ is to recognize that and, and state that to them. You are not defined by your sin. And then on the other side, where they're walking in a new life of renewal and freedom and redemption recognize incrementally and praise them for the things you see, because that's the watering of that seed of redemption. Your words of recognition of their new behavior and their new life is the water of Christ in them to let that seed of redemption grow into freedom and walking in Christ's Christ um, light. So I, I thank you, Paige, for, for bringing that up in that parallel. It's a beautiful picture story of who Christ is yeah. in us, in the idea of redemption and grace, those things that are so hard to grasp a hold of. Um, I want to just just finish by saying, you know, I, I feel like sometimes I make things really complicated by going to Scripture and reading Scripture, but parents, just remember God's Word is there for us to use as a tool to plant seeds of all kinds for our children and, and for ourselves. And so um, I want to close by just reminding you that no matter how weary you grow, Go back to the Lord and seek Him always, and He will be faithful to give you the strength you need. Um, one thing that's coming to my mind is I'm, as I'm just reeling through all these concepts of redemption and shame and fear and guilt and all the things that come with that, one thing that I think has become prevalent in our world of social media and online presence is that we tend to, as women, compare what we're doing in life to other people. So do not be deceived by the fact that you're going to be walking through this process spiritually and maybe things are going to start coming up in other people's lives and you're going to begin this comparison game in your head that Satan wants to win. Lay that comparison battle down and refocus yourself to who your identity is in Christ and um, don't let him win that battle because we are not here to be compared to our sisters. We're here to fight this battle together. Um, so... That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Christy. I think there are so many. I hope that you'll listen to these twice, these podcasts, because it's been so much 
good information that Christy has brought to the table in this conversation. And and I'm just thinking back um, to my parents, and I'm thankful that they were honest about hard. Th- they had hard conversations about alcohol, about sex. Um, with with me, but I knew I really could ask them anything, and they would be honest even when it was hard. And so I just want to say, when you're thinking like, oh my goodness, I just moved past ABC myself. I don't know if I'm ready to share ABC with someone. Honesty is the best policy. We teach our kids that, but let's live it for our kids. And um, it is so much easier sometimes to learn through the life of someone else. And um, nothing, nothing will be wasted from your life. Not the wisdom, not the greatest days, not the darkest days. God will use each of them in the redemptive plan that He has unfolding for you, for your the generations that are, are coming out of you, and for His global church, and for the glory and the fame of His name, every single thing can be used. So don't count yourself out. Don't count um, any aspect of your life out. God has good plans for you, and He's going to equip you to have um, tough conversations. Uh, the, the final thing, there's a song... Um, from from Hillsong called Seasons, Hillsong Worship. It was originally on a Christmas album, and and it's just talking about the seasons of life, and um, and and it makes reference to that sometimes in the hardest seasons or the hardest uh, winters, so to speak, the greatest harvest comes from that, and um, let God turn any aspect of your life that has felt like ash. Let him bring beauty from that because watch and see, hold him to his word. He will do it. You will be amazed in Jesus' name. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. We gather for our monthly worship gathering open to any woman who has interest the second Tuesday of every month at the Monterey in the Arts District of Durant, Oklahoma. 